This season, Guys Telling Stories seeks out fascinating people with a good story to tell about starting a family or starting a business and a whole lot more. I'm Rich Douglas, and this man beside me is my co-host, Bill Easton. We're a couple of guys who love a good story. So join us this season on our quest to find fascinating people with a good story to tell. This is Guys Telling Stories. Welcome, everybody, to season four of the Guys Telling Stories podcast. Bill, how are you? Doing great, Rich. How are you? Uh, doing well. Welcome back. You look like you're rested and recovered. You look like you're tan. Yeah, I've been traveling. <laughs> you're, uh, you successfully survived the record-setting 11-day power play. Yes, uh, we survived it. I don't think it, the record is confirmed yet, but uh, it should happen one way or another soon. But yeah, uh, physically survived it and barely. Yeah, you know, I over the summer when you were resting up, I saw that your feet were mangled and embarrassed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were uh, taking a little break from from working out. How does the body feel? Uh, it is not healed yet, but it took um, it took three months off after the end of the game, uh, literally exactly three months, and was able to get back on the ice uh, October third, and I'm slowly getting back into a uh, skating and workout routine. Which yeah. has been set back due to a, an elbow injury right now. So. Yeah, I've seen some early mor- morning posts for you where you're waking up and yeah. hitting the gym already. Trying. Yeah. Tried today. It didn't happen today. Well, congratulations to you, Thank you. and to the rest of the team. Why are you so tan? You know, I've been uh, I've been traveling. I think this season, one of the things we're going to talk about a little bit is uh, how to travel the world and make it affordable. Cool. We, uh, my wife and I, we are expecting our first child. And awesome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And I knew that already, though. I know you did. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that a little bit more later. But I think we have taken something like 10 trips in the past six or seven months. And it's been all over the United States. We've seen things like the Grand Canyon, the West Coast, places that I think I just never thought to visit. And uh, I guess we'll get into that a little bit later, too. Sounds good. I'm following in your footsteps, too. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. So maybe we'll talk a little bit more about how uh, our listeners can can travel the world too. Well, you know, Bill, one thing that I think we just previewed and I'm really excited to share with our listeners is we are expecting our first child in February. And his name is... <laughs> we, we don't have a name. Tyrese. Yeah. We've been mulling over Tyrese, Tito. I don't, those will <laughs> Tito. never Tito will never end up being the actual name. Well, I'm going to call him that anyway. But there's all these apps where you can like type in like what is baby's name and we decided to pick something that probably would never make the cut so yeah right now we're calling him tito tito yeah and we're super excited about it though but i I wanted to sort of share that story with you because i have been looking forward to being a father for for a while but you know i was just thinking to myself back in college you're Mm -hmm. having the time of your life with you know friends that you remember forever and having a kid is like the one thing hoping (laughs) hoping it doesn't happen yeah exactly it's on your to it is on your to not do list to do not do your to not do list yeah exactly (laughs) and you know that's kind of how i was thinking and approaching life since uh, i was a teenager one thing that would sort of kind of turn everything around would be having a baby you know and you grew up you grew up around here yeah, you know, that's the thing is my family and myself live right down the street from one another. I've never been more than maybe 10 miles outside of where I live, except for when I was in college. And that was a good good handful of years, too. But I'm, I'm, I'm happy with where we live now. And, uh, you know, I just always wanted to raise a family of my own, but I wanted to, like, feel secure and ready. You know, are, you, are you ready? 
I think I'm ready now. So yes, that's a good <laughs> good answer, right? That's pretty. It better be, especially with the baby on its way. That's right. You know, but I come from a large family, and uh, one of five. I have a twin sister, as you know, and uh, you know, both of my parents come from even larger families, and I always wanted to have like a son of my own and a uh, daughter of my own. Teach them everything I know and just and love them. But uh, so does that. Um does coming from a large family make you want to have a large family or does it make you want to have a smaller family? Is there a, uh, is there an ideal situation right now or is it too early for you to, you know, it's funny you ask that because coming from a larger family, I think I was a little afraid of having a larger family. Well, I've met your brothers. Yeah, but I love my brothers. I love my sisters. And, you know, I think for us, maybe that two to three, children range might be the perfect one Okay, because I was, uh, I was for a while just not ready. And I think that's okay to admit. I was newly married, you know, just a handful of years ago. And my wife and I wanted to do some things like go to Europe, travel with her parents, uh, buy a house. You did all those. But we did do all those. So you had, it's, that's it? They're checked off? Yeah, they're checked off the list. But, you know, along the way, we, in never feeling ready, we finally felt ready. And it turned out that <laughs> you spend all these years like trying not to have a baby early or, you know, not get pregnant without meaning to. And then when it's time to get pregnant, you can't get pregnant right away. Mm. It actually isn't as easy as like some storybook where you just uh, decide to have the baby and nine months later, uh, you know, the stork drops them off on your doorstep. Maybe that's maybe that's better. Well, it gave us some perspective, that's for sure. And I did want to open up a little bit and share this with the audience that we... Uh, before we were uh, expecting, we had a little um, miscarriage, and we were so happy when we got the news that we were pregnant initially, and then we go to the doctor, and all of a sudden, uh, there's just not a baby there anymore. Mm, yeah. And at the time, we were so sad, and we wanted to still let our family and friends know what was happening, and everybody came together. And was so supportive. But I don't know if you remember me saying earlier I was a little afraid mm-hmm. of, you know, feeling ready and being a good dad. Well, uh, after that experience, our wife, my wife and I kind of came together and uh, and we we just started maybe taking it a little bit more seriously and, you know, actually trying and knowing in our hearts that we were ready. That's good. And a lot of people don't, I don't think, uh, talk about the, the downside that, that you just mentioned of the miscarriages and, and, and not not, getting, not being pregnant after initially believing it. So it, I think it's more common than, than you think. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah. But I, I, I just kind of have that feeling it's not something that, that is out there that people like to talk about. Yeah. So. Well, it's not something that, you know, I'm screaming from the rooftops, but it's mm-hmm. definitely part of our experience. And another thing was just maybe... This was actually kind of super cool and helpful. Was tracking everything and um, having a little bit of a plan. It makes you feel like you have a handle on things a little bit better. Uh, there's so many apps for tracking everything: your sleep, your food, fertility, uh, your steps. You know, you can you know how far mm-hmm. you're walking, how many hours you're asleep, and in in using that technology, which is stuff that wasn't available to people, you know, a decade ago, uh, we were able to, uh, like I said, mentioned before, have. Uh, have our uh, first son on the way in February, and um, and I couldn't be happier. So basically, you used your phones. <laughs> that is uh, that's strangely true. I mean, <laughs> when it comes down to it, you know, one of the best things I have to say is like through even though this experience wasn't storybook, uh, I guess there really is like an app for everything. So do you feel better like doing that, tracking all of that? Did it affect your um, your overall 
lifestyle, your fatigue, your health? Yeah, it made me a little bit more conscious of, uh, you know, getting to bed a little bit earlier, which I'm going to need to do in the future. Cool. Uh, maybe taking care of myself, you know, uh, staying fit, staying young. I want to be the dad that can, you know, bend down and still pick up a baseball and, uh, and uh, you know, be around for, for years to come. Well, I got one of those grippy things at the dollar store if you need it. <laughs> a cane? Oh, you know, yeah, you can just bend, you just bend a little bit and reach out and squeeze and it grabs whatever you want. Well, hopefully I won't need that for, for quite a while, you know, but... Happy to share that story, and I think a theme for this season for us is going to be seeking out people that help uh, other people with starting a family and being a parent. I like it. Yeah. Now, along the way, too, I think we want to share with the listeners that you have some news. We mentioned it in, in the previous season, and maybe <laughs> it's, been, <laughs> it's a, been a while, maybe even, been a little maybe while even season making. two. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we own a bus, and we've owned a bus for... Uh, about 18 months now, and slowly the uh, process is working its way to completion, and and, uh, I'm optimistic that maybe not by the end of this year, but shortly into uh, 2018, we will uh, be able to offer public through bus tours. Okay. So this is a work in progress, but you are starting a new business. Correct? Yes. Yeah. So let's give people a little bit of background. Tell them, what do you do for like a living now? What's your line of work? I own an entertainment company and do um, DJs and, and sound rentals and uh, uh, a bar trivia game called DJ Trivia. Mm-hmm. And do you like your job? Love it. Yeah. And when you had this idea for this new company, mm-hmm. almost like an addition to what you do now, uh, where were you and what was going through your mind? Well, we were... Um, we were on a boat. We were on a boat February 2016. I was on, I was on, you were this, on the boat too. I was there. That's right. I remember this. So we were on a cruise, the four of us, and uh, cruise ended, and you guys uh, had to go a different direction. I think you yeah. uh, had to go to Fort Lauderdale, and we were in Miami. Yeah, we had different flights, yeah. We had a very late flight. So you know how these cruise ships, they pull in, it's like five in the morning, you're off the boat at seven. So it's just, we went to the hotel that we stayed at when we got there. Um, they basically were nice enough to uh, hold our bags again. We weren't even spending another night there. We were just, we, they held our bags and we used the pool for a little while and it's 95 degrees and uh, we found a little area near us that had a bunch of breweries, four or five real close together. So like, let's just go there and, and walk around and brewery hop. It's so freaking hot. <laughs> I mean, it's Miami. It's Even it's, though it's uh, February. It's sunny and it's humid and, um, you know, we're, we're off a boat, but we're also not, we're wearing what we're wearing. So I, I may have not had the best stuff on because um, I'm anticipating landing in Buffalo and in, in, in the snow. Um, and we go to one brewery and it's mildly air conditioned and we have a beer and it's okay. And we go to the next one and sweating and dripping sweat. It's only maybe two blocks away. Right. And then uh, on our way to our third one, which may again only be two blocks away, this little van, Brewbus uh, Miami or Miami Brewbus, I think it said, uh, drives by and, and a couple people get off and it's an air conditioned bus. And all it does is drive people around this little area um, for a fee, obviously. Nothing else, just takes them there so they don't have to walk in this heat. And I was like, oh, boy, we should have done that. Yeah, you guys should have been on that air-conditioned bus mm-hmm. instead of walking around in the in the heat of Miami. So, um, so you get this idea, mm-hmm. and you you get back on your flight, and you bring you bring this idea home. But let's say, what what is the idea? What do you want? 
uh, the idea was just at that point, like, um, we don't have anything like that. Even if, even if the weather here is warm or cold or rainy, Buffalo weather is a little different than Miami. There's nothing here um, that just does breweries. Right, but the brewery scene here was exploding. Oh, yeah. There has, was probably eight, nine, ten different breweries all across you know, this western New York upstate area. Mm-hmm. There's, yeah, there's even more than that, actually. But um, at the time, at the time, it was there's nothing there. And there was also no ride sharing. I think we've, nope. we've had it now for six months, eight months, but mm-hmm. there was no way to even use your phone to get to, you know, point A to point B. Yeah, it was a cab or, or you have to have someone drive. So what did you envision before you ever bought the bus for this for this company or this business? Well, instead of just, um, you know, when we go on tours and we do things, uh, I like to just... I don't want just a ride. Like I want, if I'm going somewhere, I want some information about it. Usually we have to do our own uh, legwork. Um, yeah. and, and I kind of, you know, want a little bit of history of where I'm going and what I'm doing. And, uh, you know, getting a bus and providing that was basically the idea. If we're going to drive people around to breweries, we may as well give them some information about them before they get there. Um, and slowly, uh, over time, it's even developed even more into more of a, a VIP experience where not only are we going to tell you about the breweries and the history of brewing here in Buffalo, but also um, tastings are going to be a part of it. An actual tour of one of the breweries is going to be a part of it. And we're going to run the whole thing so that you don't have to wait when you get to these places in line for things. We're going to walk you in, um, get the beer ourselves, put you in a little private area, tell you about the brewery and let you taste um, taste beers, and then you'll have a little time afterwards in that brewery to uh, to buy a pint for yourself, or check out their gift shop, or uh, just kind of hang out and enjoy the scene. Right. So it's February, two years ago. You get back home after that cruise, that awesome vacation we're on, and mm-hmm. you start to research getting a bus. Yes. But it sounded like from previous conversations, getting the bus because your business experience in the past that was the easy part. It was. It it, it took a while to find. Um, what, what, what we wanted, uh, what I mean by that was there aren't a whole lot of options for, for buses. It, it, as, as funny as that may seem. School bus. There is school bus. And, but I wanted it to be comfortable. Sure. I, don't, I didn't want people to be packed in. Um, I wanted to have room for retail so we can, you know, put some things up of our own, uh, maybe even the breweries and, and literally sell off the bus to people, uh, and decorate it a little bit. Uh, I didn't want a bathroom. For obvious reasons, this isn't a party bus. This see, is a yeah. this is a tour bus, and I wanted something that we could put in a nice sound system, um, and and look good. I wanted a, a high quality bus. I didn't want to buy a bus from 1980 and have it restored and have it break down. So yeah, yeah, because you're only buying one. You you want it to be reliable, correct? And I've seen it. It's it's beautiful, kind of spun around the block. Mm-hmm. But from the time that you got possession of it. To now, like you mentioned before, that's been 18 months going yeah. on two years. Yeah. So what type of hurdles have sort of blocked you along the way? And, you know, it, how have you overcome them? Apparently the state frowns on people <laughs> starting transportation companies that have never owned a transportation company, which makes me wonder how people actually get started with a transportation company unless they've owned a transportation company. Yeah. So they must move here from out of state with, with, with their transportation company. It has to be frustrating because you're providing a service for correct. a community where there was a void and you're helping... Uh, people who are drinking get from point A to point B safely and correct. providing uh, information along the way. That's correct. And the, as soon as you mention 
brew bus, everyone thinks party bus, especially um, bureaucrats and uh, people in control of this stuff. The state DOT automatically thinks people are drinking on the bus when you say brew bus. They don't think of the actual education side of it, and they don't think of the actual get people around safely side of it. They just think you are on there to get them drunk and cause mass chaos in the city of Buffalo. And that's not what we're about. Well, you're a big picture guy. I'm sure you've jumped through every hoop and you've put through all the papers. And I feel like several times. <laughs> I feel like uh, we're getting we're getting close to you being able to you know give the community what they what they want. And I know there's a lot of support. Is there anything like an event or anything that you've done with the bus that sort of encouraged you to keep going because you know people are supporting? Oh you? yeah, I mean we, you know, we we own the bus. It's it's registered, it's insured, um, and we have a few uh, people who are, you know, licensed to drive the bus. So we've we've used it for family functions. We've used it for uh, my wife's birthday. We took, oh, yeah. went to a uh, a beer festival down in uh, Gatwick Park called Brews on the Water. And at that time, that was July 29th, um, I thought we were very, very close to launching this. And um, we weren't. <laughs> right. Because it, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty much winter here now. So um, we, we bought a booth and we actually displayed it. And, uh, you know, we're the only booth at this, at this festival that doesn't serve beer. And I thought we were just going to pull it up you know, get off the bus, run around, have some fun, taste some different beers. And we ended up taking turns uh, sitting in front of the bus, answering questions and letting people see the inside of this bus because everyone wanted to see it and wanted to be a part of it and wanted information. Um, I was there. It was funny. I was uh, not, uh, you know, working by any means, but it was... You helped. It you was your working. wife's birthday. If, when you were on the bus, yeah, all these people would come up and just ask, you know, what is this? Yeah. And so that had to be encouraging to you at the time and even kind of reflecting back on it now. It was. And we spent, you know, we spent the time and, and even more money making the bus ready to go. So when this is, when this process with the... Um, state DOT and, and DMV and all the insurance and everything is done, we're ready to go. Um, we, we'll add things afterwards, obviously. You can only, you, you can't, you can't, you know, fully complete this, this, all four phases of this project, but we're ready to run these tours. If they tell us we can do it tomorrow, we, I'll have a tour set up tomorrow. That's we, great. We don't have anything else to do to the bus. So, so final question for the expectations, what we can expect in the near future. If, you got all the permissions and, and all the paperwork went through. What does the future hold for this new company for you? Well, the idea is to um, have a bunch of different tours, not run the same tour every time, so that p- local people can go on it multiple times and experience different things. Right. Tourists um, can pick from a menu. Of, correctly, yep. yeah. Um, but ideally, it's it's also designed for people who come in from out of town who you know, when, when we go out of town, and me and you, my wife, your wife, we tend to gravitate towards breweries, towards uh, bars that serve different kinds of beer. Food, beer, yeah. you know, We're not going activities. to the party strip. We're not going yeah. to, um, you know, the beach clubs. We want to go to, like, the nice, the nicer uh, places, the breweries, the gastropubs, uh, and see what they're about. And that's what this is going to be. It's going to be, uh, and it's all inclusive. Not only do you get the tour and the history, you also get to taste taste everything. So you basically buy your tickets online, 
and you don't have to buy anything else the rest of you can leave your wallet well bring your id but um and and they would appreciate if you if you bought a pint after it too but um realistically you don't have to everything's included in in the one cost and it's all done online oh it's exciting and i know you've been looking forward to it for a while and you know there's a lot of people out there that we talk to who are entrepreneurs they have started businesses from the ground up and we got to find people like that. I'm sure if you've already been on a couple of brew buses, we can find whoever the leader is in the brew bus industry. Let's do it. I'm sure, you know, if he's not in New York State, they might be in Florida. They might <laughs> be in California. If he's California. listening, don't, don't do it. I'm telling you. <laughs> if he's in New York State, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well... Guys, uh, you can tell that the theme for this season is going to be, you know, starting a family and starting a new business, but we have uh, something else planned for you too. We do. And we'll talk about that right after this quick break. Quick break to talk about podcasterstory.com. The best moments in life pass by too quickly. Why not record those stories? And the audio becomes a podcast you can share online. Getting engaged? Podcast your story. Having your first child, podcast your story. Military veteran, podcast your story. The professionals at podcastyourstory.com record an audio interview of you telling your story. And the final product is a podcast you can share online with family, friends, or the entire world. Capture those moments that pass by too quickly with podcastyourstory.com. Our listeners get 20% off your first order. Just mention promo code GTS. That's 20% off your first order with podcastyourstory.com by mentioning promo code GTS. Welcome back to the season four preview of the Guys Telling Stories podcast. Bill, we've got one more, I guess, surprise for our listeners. Rich, I know what it is. I, I know. Yeah? I do. Are, you want to tell them? Well, I believe it's going to have something to do with how much you've been traveling this year. It is, it is. I caught the travel bug, Bill. Well, I, I've had it a long time. You you have, you have. But, you know, with us taking all these trips, we've taken, I think we said it was something like, you know, 10 trips in the past six months, seven months Not or so. Not me and you, us. You and... No, but yeah. you've been on a few of them. And, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of helps, uh, I guess, encourage these trips when your family and friends sort of move away. I've got family in Las Vegas, Boston, California, mm-hmm. Arizona, you know, a lot of people like to travel down to Florida or check out something like the Grand Canyon. You know, I guess what we have realized is we need to find an inexpensive way to travel all over the U.S. and maybe even the world. And uh, I think we found it. You bought a van. <laughs> I didn't buy a van. No. Uh, that was, that was my, uh, shout out to Sean. He bought a van. He did. Drove across the country. I didn't buy a bus either. Well, but, I wouldn't travel in that bus. <laughs> but, you know, with family and friends all over the place... We we wanted to be able to kind of coordinate our schedules, our, our our budgets, and tell me if you knew this before, but there's a whole community out there of travel bloggers, travel hackers, and people who help one another get from point A to point B and see the world, take pictures, post it online, talk to the friends about it. Did I you? know they're all out there, but I thought they were all hippies, and I didn't want to listen to them. <laughs> I didn't. I'm yeah. serious. Like, I don't want to be that guy that's living and sleeping on people's couches and uh, going to a campground and showering for free or sneaking into the hotel and, and jumping in the pool so that they can use that little shower that's in the little pool room. Exactly, like, yeah. that's what that's what I thought when you mentioned this before this, we started this. this and it's going to sound like something 
that is unbelievable or oh, not for like you or for me, but what we realize, my wife and I, is with a few travel hacking tips with a little bit of planning, we've been able to fly for essentially for free this past year all over the United States. And I told you about it. Mm-hmm. And it took you a little while to sort of like get on board, but I, now you and your wife are on board. We figured it out. I'll tell you the story behind what we did. I was reading up on some blog, like some sort of credit card offer where you get some bonus miles. And you're not going to believe this, but through Southwest Airlines, if you can accumulate 110,000 frequent flyer points, rapid rewards points, then you can name someone as your companion who that person will fly for free with you for free for the rest of that year. Yeah, that those points have to be earned mm-hmm. uh, over one calendar year, over, yep. a, over a full calendar year, so January to December. Yeah, so let's say it's January, February, right after the holidays, all those you know credit card bills come rolling in. Well, we signed up for two cards, two Southwest cards. They each gave us, I think it was something like a 50 to 60,000 point bonus. Mm-hmm. And after meeting the minimum spending requirements, uh, I named my wife as my companion, and we booked all these trips with all those points. Yep. And of course, we looked at the calendar to make it work for our schedule, but we've gone to Denver, Austin, San Diego, Los Angeles. We got a trip planned to Nashville, Boston, Cape Cod, with everything- Birmingham. Birmingham, more than once, yeah, um, for her. You know, With everything planned and uh, ways to get around the world, it's something that we wanted to share with you because how cool is it now that you're able to do it? It's cool. We just did it also. So, mm-hmm. uh, and um, quick story too, mine kicked in two days before we were going to Las Vegas for, mm-hmm. uh, for a hockey game. And two days before it kicked in, I called them and then I was just like, I'm, I'm pretty sure I know the answer is going to be uh, no, because we already booked this, but uh, we just got the companion air. Um, is, does that mean we can use it for this flight? She goes, well, when's, your, when's the flight? And I go, in two days. She goes, oh, yeah, you can use it. And they actually refunded 550 some dollars for her ticket, and we had to get we paid tax, or, or ended up being like 30 bucks. Yeah, I think there's always and some sort of like, and they, uh, security fee, yeah. You know, it's just like, wow. Well, well, you know, my travel stories used to involve always bringing like a box of chocolates for the flight attendants. And, you know, it would work for maybe getting an upgrade or, you know, maybe like a free drink on the plane. Mm -hmm. And I told that story for years. But I think we're going to be able to learn a little bit more for some people that have been doing this and not only flying the U.S., but maybe the rest of the world. And I'll still probably bring a couple boxes of chocolate along the way. Yeah, but you I should. I think that people uh, like your chocolate. <laughs> yeah, thank you. But I think that w- one of the things this season we should definitely check in with our people who are uh, who also caught the travel bug, and we'll just ask them, you know, where they been and how they did it. Sounds good. You're going to get a lot of questions now. Mm-hmm. Now that you told people that story. Yep. And and just want to remind everybody, Rich is the expert of the Southwest. <laughs> Well, guys, this has been great catching back up with you. And this is our season four preview. We've got a few awesome guests lined up. Hopefully some will kind of touch on some of the stories that I mentioned about mm-hmm. starting a family and... Yeah, and starting a business. And starting a business. Let's take and, a uh, uh, question from a listener. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, this isn't live. It isn't live, Bill. No. Uh, but that's okay. And, uh, you know, if you guys do have some questions or you, any comments... Send them, you know, send them our way and uh, and share the episode. And we'll be back next week with our first guest of Ooh. season four. I know, I'm excited.
I don't even know who it is yet. Uh, I'll tell you off air. Okay. All right, guys. As always, I'm Rich Douglas. I'm Bill Easton. Until next time.